This is Drog from Winter Hymn. This is Nora from Battle Beast. This is Jarvis Leatherby from the band Night Demon. This is Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers. Hey, this is Steven from Stagecoach Inferno, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Destination set. Golf Dog. I'm coming to you today from Covington, Kentucky, where we're embarking on a bold new horizon with members of Steampunk Metal Troop Automaton. I'm joined by Duncan Bashworth III, Marcus Wolverhampton. Guys, thanks so much for joining us on the Great Metal Debate. Oh, thank you for having us, sir. Glad to be here. We're here in Covington, just a stone's throw south of Cincinnati, Ohio, where I'm getting to see the juggernaut of Automaton play for the first time. Uh, Before we get too far into the interview, I do want to tackle one bit of controversy head-on. Although your debut album, A Bold New Horizon, received a number of great reviews, recently the leadership of the Ionians claimed your record was fake news. How do you respond? (laughs) (laughs) Well... Honestly, the only thing that I can tell uh, those those folks in uh, those folks in Ionia, uh, they have uh, they they don't know what's coming yet. I mean, we have another one coming out this year to to respond to those claims. Uh, we are very real, and uh, we are going to show them that later on this year. Talk a little bit about how the band initially came together. Well, I'm actually going to let Duncan here uh, start at the beginning of it because I actually joined the band a couple of years after they formed. Sure thing. The, the band formed is uh, kind of an idea I had with um, um, our drummer, James O'Brien, over going to a couple of local steampunk events in Cincinnati and thinking, you know what, we're seeing these bands play here, but what if there were, like, you know, metal bands playing that stuff, playing the music we liked? And uh, that, was, that was the big first step. We kind of interviewed people and got a lot of weird looks from other people who were clearly not interested because that just sounded way too uh, out of place for them. But uh, it's really grown into its new lineup right now with uh, Marcus Wolverhampton here and our, our Isaac Grimmel on bass as the newest members that we've had for about two years at this point. And uh, it's, been, it's, been, it's been great. Did you guys grow up in musical environments? Uh, personally, me, uh, I, I really did grow up in a, in a very musical environment. My, my, my father actually got me into heavy metal when I was four years old, uh, busting out, uh, you know, Number of the Beast, Iron Maiden, and Justice for All by Metallica. You know, really classic metal albums to get your little child into. It kind of just fell from there. Um, I started in classical music as well, playing like trombone and piano and things like that, but picked up a guitar when I was about 10 years old, and the rest is history, I guess. I don't know what else to say, but really, honestly, for me, uh, music in general is just awesome, and I love playing heavy metal because it's still such a young genre, and so many things can be done with it. Well, I I started playing guitar at age 8 when my father dusted his uh, Epiphone off. It was an acoustic, and uh, he taught me a few chords, and I just just ran with it. I've played guitar for ever since I was 8. I've played bass since I was 16. Uh, I was even in a progressive metal band in in Dayton, Ohio, for a bit called Assailant. And then uh, I decided after singing karaoke at bars for a few years that, you know what, I'm going to try my hand as a front man. You talked a little bit about the beginnings of the band. When were the first songs developed that eventually made it onto the first album? Well, um, Age of the Smokestack started as like a little idea in my head that I recorded a vocal harmony for that we just sort of kind of added guitars to when the band first formed. We did carry a couple songs over from um, 
um, that I had in sort of my song bank from college from other bands that I had been in that had never really taken off. Um, and we actually did that with permission from the other musicians that were in those bands and credits on the uh, album as well. But the rest of the album, um, we, the rest of the album we wrote uh, with great chemistry almost right away after, after, uh, after that started. Did the original versions of those songs come through, or did they evolve a lot over the time that they made it to the new album? Oh, they definitely evolved. We, we definitely threw our own flair on top of each one, such as uh, Stand Be Counted and Rise of the Ruin Nation, uh, as well as Journeyman, were all songs that we all had in previous projects that we wanted to give new life to and uh, uh, give, give a new personality to as well and change the lyrics to fit our story. It's been some time since that album was released. How pleased are you guys with the reaction from fans and what critics you have had? Well, um, we're pretty happy that it was it was received with you know gave us a lot of respect and gave us a lot of opportunity for gigs moving forward. Um, we uh, we ended up floating our material over to a, a label, and uh, it just wasn't picked at the time. It wasn't, I guess, the time for it. So our goal would be for something like a, a label at this point and this, with this next album. So that's a goal. Is that important to you guys? Do you think that you're at the point where label support would help catapult the band? It would honestly depend on, for, for me personally, I mean, with our first album, it was a really great, solid release in, 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 in our eyes. And obviously, you know, as a, as a relatively new band, the first album isn't going to necessarily be perfect. I mean, we're not Black Sabbath. <laughs> you know, we're not going to bust out a five-star album on the first try and create a new genre of music. But, I mean, it really, was a, it really was a way for us to get that music out there. And our next album is going to really reflect on the chemistry that we've developed. But really, I mean, when it comes to the label, I mean, it is a good idea to really, you know, be to, to consider it depending on what you know it entails. Uh, but really, I mean, we've had a lot of success putting out an album with our own funding, and uh, we've also been able to, uh, you know, play some pretty good shows. But if it opened up the door to play more in the country and maybe perhaps even play in other countries like Europe and, uh, for for example, then yeah, it'd definitely be something that we would look into. It's really just trying to find ways to get into those doors that were closed for us for so long that uh, have been started to crack open a little bit. <laughs> I, I hear so many different opinions from bands trying to get going. Some of them, they really like the independent thing. Some of them feel like they need the label support. Some who've been on a label, yeah. all they do is curse about you know, how hor horrible their label is. Our band has a mixed opinion on a lot of things. Uh, you know, being five members of, of all strongly different musical backgrounds, we sometimes butt heads or, you know, we always come to reach, reach a middle ground. And that's one beautiful thing about Automaton is we've, we've found a way that it works for all of us. So we all still have our distinct sound and everyone's happy in the band. Yeah. And, and and really honestly we, we look at we would look at any opportunity as like uh, the five of us just kind of weighing the pros and cons of everything of course there's always going to be negative opinions about things associated with labels just because of some of the stuff that you you hear about from bands you may have played with and and, and you know their experiences with it but really honestly um, with with us it would be something where if an opportunity like that were to come we would definitely be weighing those options before making any decision because we're not going to just walk into anything really willy-nilly I mean if we can do what they're offering uh, by ourselves and by all means we're going to keep doing it by ourselves <laughs> going back to that debut album of bold new horizon to me it provides a lot of variety i mean there's 
there's certainly a kernel of power metal there, but a lot of other genres and ideas thrown in. Uh, in the writing process, how important is it for your sound to have some consistency versus you know varying from the center? Well, this is actually this is actually a pretty great uh, a pretty good question because really when it comes to our consistency, we do have a sound of being able to. Just, our, our main focus is to always try to find ways to find hooks to put them in our songs so people you know can get into it on the stage and really just kind of connect and, and, and enjoy their experience. I, uh, with uh, with what we've been doing development wise, we're, uh, we're we're definitely I would say we're going more towards that new wave of British heavy metal sound as opposed to the traditional power metal sounds uh, that you that we that we that would maybe have ranked true. A little bit more on the first album it was it was kind of a right move for us but really our, our our chemistry and the way we make the songs haven't changed it's just how we approach them and what we do to you know make them unique but really you know every song is always going to have a hook and every song is always going to have uh you know something that you're going to remember it by <laughs> and was that a matter of intention or is it just kind of a natural evolution as you wrote new songs that came out that way it is entirely natural <laughs> to be honest i mean we 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 go in with an album we don't we don't ever have an expectation about how we want an album to sound we based off the songs we're writing is going to really influence what we do with the album going forward it just happened to be the riffs that we made worked uh worked really well and they formed themselves into full songs and um you know when, when that's just the that's just the roll of the dice at that point <laughs> For those who've heard the album, it tells quite a story. I understand there's also uh, some sort of a graphic novel that dovetails with the uh, with the album. Yeah, we we have an album. We have, I'm sorry, we have a, a comic book that came out, and uh, it came out with our our debut EP, "Look to the Skies," and it it um, we phased it out, so to speak, because our our story has definitely changed since that graphic novel. Uh, now that we've got the additions of Marcus Wolverhampton and Isaac Grimwood as part of the story, um, our previous bass player. After he parted ways with us, we uh, we changed the lineup and kind of a little bit of of uh, of how the story flowed from there. Talking about graphics, I'm a big fan of album art and the uh, artwork for this album. Very much in my mind fits with the music. Who created the cover art and how much input did the band have as far as what it looked like? Sure, we went to artist Mike Amend, who uh, who does a lot of steampunk landscapes and futuristic uh, uh, visuals of, of what a steampunk world would be like. And uh, we saw his artwork at the Steampunk Symposium in Cincinnati, which is a big event for the people that dress steampunk. And um, uh, his artwork just screamed out at us. There's one postcard in particular that Anthony looked at. Uh, I'm sorry, I used the wrong name. Isaac, no, James O'Brien. James O'Brien, I'm getting my names all kind of befuddled here. Looked at and said, that's the one, we're taking that. By taking that, I mean we, we paid the guy generously and um, bought, the licensing, bought right? the licensing to that that artwork, which we then used for the album and uh, for our shirts. and Well, not shirts, but um, for, for visuals and, and promo material. It's a very dramatic visual, and speaking of that, you mentioned that several times the steampunk aesthetic. Did that side of it, did it come out immediately, or has that look somewhat evolved as you guys have developed your music and stage presence? So the look, the look has evolved for sure, but we definitely wanted to create steampunk personas for ourselves, and we wanted a look with costume that reflected that. So, for example, I'm Duncan Batchworth III. I'm the benefactor of the airship. I, I tend to be this well-dressed, gentlemanly guy, um, and, but that look has changed because as our story has evolved into this next album, my character's faced with a lot of decisions to sort of grow into a warrior and, and make war battle-hardened decisions, and so my, my look has changed to that as the time has gone gone on. Um, Professor Marcus Wolverhampton has gone from kind of a scholarly 
um, uh, shirt and slacks has changed into um, a, a very large tailed coat looking leather piece that is just awesome. <laughs> And but we've all had armor. We've always had like each of us have had armor pieces, like a shoulder piece or a. I had a, a harness across my midsection for a while too. Is it possible with the new album you guys might introduce some some new spins on that old look? We might. It's you know time will tell. We we always find new things at conventions and get really excited and geek out and end up buying new pieces for the the set as, as time goes on. So that's definitely a possibility. Well, again, I'm getting to see you guys for the first time tonight here in Covington on a bill that features a variety of bands. Uh, you have the Folk Meddlers, Winter Hymn. You have the guys from Colorado, Dreadnought. That's almost like a post-metal kind of sound. Do you all enjoy playing bills with a variety of different sounds and artists? Uh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, the local community that we've surrounded with, uh, around the region has, uh, you know, proven a real uh, has been like really some of the best moments that we've had. And honestly, when you have that kind of a variety at a show you know you're always going to leave anyone who's attending that just with a new experience each and every time a band comes on the lineup and you know every, and, and that's just a great thing about the local community here in Cincinnati I mean when you're in the surrounding area you're going to find bands of all different sounds and if you can get everyone that just kind of meshes right together it's going to prove uh, magical that's what we do uh, every year with Cincy Power Fest. Beginning to wrap up with you guys, what are the band's plans for the remainder of 2017, and when can fans expect to hear that follow-up you've talked about, follow-up to 2015's release, A Bold New Horizon? So, as of right now, uh, we do have another. We do have a show on the horizon on August 5th at Urban Artifact Brewery with our friends Dynamite Thunder Punch and Stagecoach Inferno. Actually, Dynamite Thunder Punch, uh, Dynamite Thunder Punch's album release show, uh, Coyote Gunfight. It's going to be really awesome. Our bass player is also in that band. It's really good. And um, the the next one we have is uh, on is on Labor Day weekend. We're going to be in Madison, Wisconsin, with Lords of the Trident playing uh, Mad with Power uh, that they're they're putting on there uh, with a lot of great bands on that lineup. And really after that, we're going to go. In the studio uh, mid-September to really officially lay down this album full analog, by the way. And um, we're yeah, we're going the old school tape route. We're we're going number of the beast on this. <laughs> but uh, really, um, yeah, we we're we're gonna do that, hunker down, get that album recorded, and uh, hopefully we want to have it out either November or December. Don't hold us to it, but that is the ultimate goal. Trying to get it th within this year. Yes, yes, definitely so. <laughs> Finally, how can fans learn more about Automaton and where can they go to purchase music and merchandise from the band, including your debut album, A Bold New Horizon? Well, we've got our Facebook page that's very active. That's facebook.com slash steampoweredmetal. And uh, the album is for free at steampoweredmetal.bandcamp.com. Donate to us or don't at all. <laughs> Well, guys, again, first time to see you tonight. I can't wait to see you guys hit the stage, hear those songs played live, and uh, really looking forward to it. Well, thank you for having us again. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.